<laughs> I'm getting it out of the way. <laughs> All right, so we're back again with another one. And tonight I have resident nerd absurd, <laughs> nerd absurd, Ryan. How are you doing today, brother? Oh, I'm doing okay. Probably need more sleep. Right. Part of my my failure to go to sleep at a reasonable time, aside from just staying up late and playing video games, was that once I did try to go to sleep, my brain was thinking about this episode. <laughs> Well, I, I actually went and rewatched it today because I had opinions and I was like, I need to double check my notes. Yeah, because it was almost kind of like, did I really see what I thought I saw? <laughs> did I kind of experience what I thought I experienced? Yeah, because it was a little, I would say in a way, confusing, a little jarring in a way. I'll say this, it came to a conclusion. <laughs> yes. Even Which, though that seemed like that technically couldn't be done, but if you consider the quality of the situation, were they able to? So here's my first not hot take, hot take. A lot of times, uh, a lot of the discourse around Star Wars is people critiquing sort of the sophistication of it right because for a lot of it on a surface level it's like uh yeah this is for kids and then there's other bits where it's like oh no there's political commentary in here there's all sorts of other themes like there can be depth to the writing and on the other hand it sometimes it is for the kids and i thought of all the sort of different offshoot you know properties within star wars the Book of Boba Fett was going to be the least likely to fall into that. But after this last episode, in the case of everyone but Mando and Grogu, it felt like this was written with kids in mind. Because the... <laughs> the naivete of Boba Fett was in full display for one. A, a second, and I, we'll, we'll come back to that, because that, that's the whole thing, but I think something that I felt was kind of missing was there aside from Boba doing the funeral rites for the Tuscan tribe, there was a lot of people that died and no one gave a shit. So let me call out a few things. One, we had the casino, the sanctuary, finally got the name in this episode, sanctuary. All those people died. They really did. I can't believe All they those really people did. died. And there was like not a tear shed. There was no one else outside of the main characters that were shown being upset about this which i think is is a missed opportunity the mod crew they just had a few of their friends killed in that ambush and there was no like ah 
Frank, no. They're just like, on to the next scene. Two, two and a half things that really pissed me off. So one, I was watching, they do the recaps, right? And one of the comments from earlier in one of the previous episodes was, they're building troops for weeks. I was like, weeks? Weeks? And you guys haven't done shit? That, that was like, this is so ridiculous. For a TV show in sci-fi land, it was infuriating. And, and that goes to the sort of child child level writing. For the ambush, there's a level of that that sounds smart. We're going to send our people out and we're going to keep an eye on these three zones. So when we see the pike people moving, we go. But we're going to stand out in the open when we do it and i was just like oh this is so dumb even before it was like oh oh no something's off something's weird it's like you you just let them know where you are you're trying to find them it's one thing if they had been like all right so we're gonna have our big excruciatingly tough wookie guy stand out in the open near the mayor's office right and then the rest of us are going to be in ambush positions up on the rooftops all around. So when someone shows up to fuck him up, we get the drop on him. That would have worked, right? Or done the same thing with Sanctuary. Like, but we're all going to go off in different directions and we're going to stand out in the open. Like, if they had done that and all of them had just... Like, there's all these big, giant, tall buildings. Why don't you, did you put Mr. Cyborg guy in one of them in his sector? Like, hide out, have your speeder bikes down on the ground covered up or up on top of the roof with you covered up. Like, I know they wanted a twist where it's like, ha, we think we're ahead. And it's like, nope, you're getting ambushed. But it was like, uh, yeah, what yeah. was weird is the fact that they thought they were going to fight an army with less than 10 people. How is one person going to stand guard and be the lookout and also the enforcer at the same time? Yeah. They even had the situation where the guards, the two pig dudes, they got ran off the side of a cliff. That's the cliff that runs around the whole thing. And they it's, were that it's... close to it and they got ran off that easy? <sighs> I didn't say it made sense. But that's where all the ships were coming into land. It's up on the oh, cliffs. That's right. that's right. And so, but the ridiculous <laughs> thing is it was like six guys. Well, I, I guess it's the way it was shot because you didn't have an understanding of the logistics of it. You, you couldn't yeah. really tell. It just seemed like they, there wasn't no cliff behind them before. Next thing you know, they're getting ran off by some smaller dudes running them off the cliff. Right. And you hear them squealing all the way down, yeah. which I just thought that was just ri ridiculous. And, and they took the characters that we are attached to the least and killed them so that, oh, no, we think the rest of them could die, too. Right. Joss Wheaton did the exact same thing in the Firefly movie where, you know, you've got this ensemble cast, like seven, nine characters. And when they crash land on the planet, he just killed the pilot because he didn't need him anymore. His arc was wrapped up and he just had a spike like run him through in the pilot seat so that it was like, oh, shit, we just like killed a main character we shouldn't assume the rest of them are are safe <sighs> that's fine but don't do it in a way that's so tactically dumb right 
the real thing that the second the second it came up i was just like are you fucking shitting me so they find out they're not gonna get you know the freetown back up they're getting ambushed and like then they're like we gotta find out where their headquarters is and they're like the Tweedle guy's like oh like I, I forget the exact thing but he basically oh uh nope don't know where that and then like uh we'll kill you and he's like okay there it's such and such and it's the same place boba fett met the pike people before in the previous episodes exactly that's a shortcut so that now that we can do the thing go do the thing even though it's too late like the second she hops on that bike and took off i'm like she's going to get there after everything else is wrapped up here because if she just goes and kills them it solves the problem she's going to get there afterwards i knew it the second she took off on the bike because it'd be too easy a solution because that should have been the solution in the fucking first place they should have spent those weeks going like where are they located that was that was very frustrating (laughs) like i said i can't believe they actually blew up that bar and killed all those people okay and 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 that's fine i guess that's what they're gonna do but like you said it was almost no regard for anybody not that they were necessarily their friends or whatnot but we've seen them enough times to have some kind of connection to them so it's just like there's no retribution for them it's very you know like they walk into the husk of the old place, right? you know, where, you know, it's remains and stuff, you know, but it's all cleared out and lightly dusted, you know, and they're having conversations there and things like that. And this is, you know, they're going to make their last stand, but they're going to make their last stand in the castle. But one of the Batman Beyond kids are like, no, you know, this is our town. We're going to stay here in this burnt up husk of a place. That scene was upsetting in another way. So when the recap came up, there's all like, they've been building troops for weeks. And then they had the scene from episode four where he's with the other, the other three families, the Transdotians, the dog guys, and the Aqualishes. And he's doing all stay out of the way thing. And it's like, he says, I will make the streets safe again. And it's like, wait, like I vaguely recall watching that the first time, but I was like, wait you're talking to criminals to crime families talking about making the streets safe again right that doesn't track right so here's here's the thing that really upset me and we're gonna we're gonna zoom out just for a minute so when boba fett is in the original trilogy empire and return of the jedi He's not a villain. He's an antagonist, right? Vader is a villain. The Emperor is a villain. The Empire is the villain. He's just an antagonist. Jabba, maybe he's a villain. Definitely an antagonist. But that's old Boba Fett. With this new series, through the flashbacks, he is the protagonist now. It is his fucking show. But he does not immediately go from antagonist to hero he is an anti-hero he is an anti he's a loner anti-hero and when he goes through that flashback and he bonds with the tuscans he finds his tribe the loner part goes away 
right? To an extent, he's a little bit heroic towards them. He's protecting them. He's thinking and acting altruistically for his tribe. But when it comes to, and this is episode four again, because I rewatched it today because of that goddamn recap, I went to that fireside chat with him and Fennec. And they're talking about basically being like a better, smarter class of mobster. There's not like we're going to protect people. It's less people have to die, right? We're not going to take stupid risks. Why are we doing dumb jobs for other people? And it implies like we should be in charge. We should be calling the shots, not as protectors, not as marshals, as crime lords, as mobsters. There's not like we're doing this all altruistically. We're doing it for the benefit of the people of most Espa. It's like, no, we want to get fucking paid. So there's that when we leave off on episode four. Five is Mando, six is mostly Mando. When we come back, the theme now with Boba Fett, especially we're going straight to the end of this conflict, is he has a showdown with uh, Cad Bane. And he says, I'll scroll through my ridiculous amounts of notes here. Da, 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 da. Here we go. My city my people, I won't abandon them. Boba Fett says that to, to, to Cad Bane when he's trying to do the like you're a killer, like oh you're going soft. It didn't fit. It's like we're not right. it's it's the we're not so different trope. Right? Which which would have fit before this show came out. Yes. That that would make sense to the bubble effect right. that we thought he, we were getting. The, you know, but we you didn't know, get that bubble effect. Pot calling the kettle black as far right. as like merciless killer. It's like fair enough. But it's like oh, it, it, it's it's like suddenly they tried to be like, no, Boba Fett's a hero. He's altruistically protecting it's like, no, no, no. 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 Marshall Cobb, he's altruistically protecting Freetown. Right. Right? right. But Boba Fett's trying to be the crime lord, right? right. Calls himself Daimyo. So th that transition from I'm selfishly looking out for me and my crime tribe, my little criminal family. Okay, got that. Sopranos. Right. But the missing bit is why he gives a shit about the people of Moses, but there's there's tiny little breadcrumbs like with the watermonger. He's like, no, you're going to charge less. Like there's little things like that and he's not a dick, but it, it, it's not him being like, oh, these are my people. I empathize with them. I sympathize with them and there's ways they could have done that and it just wasn't there. So back to your conversation in the sanctuary. They're like, we got to you know protect the town. Oh, okay. And then he's like, we need to go back. <sighs> I think Bane summed it up pretty well when he was saying to Boba Fett, like, you know, what's your angle? Because I was kind of trying to figure that out too, about him, about the show, about the writing, about the directing, about the character development. What's your angle? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the fact that Boba was talking about, and here's the thing, some of the points that people were bringing up were things that should have been mentioned, right? Because basically, it's a it's a very short 
discussion slash argument. Right. Fennec saying we should retreat because Fennec, if anything, should be the devil on Boba Fett's shoulder. Exactly. She should. She and she has been the one saying we need to be more ruthless. We need to do this. Da 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 da. da. Like she's stone cold killer. Cool. Let that be her. Great. But Boba Fett's the one that says we should retreat to the palace. And he just said a whole thing about like protecting the town. And... <sighs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Here it is. Right. Hide in the fortress. Right. He's. We're not going to sell spice. Right. That was the whole thing. Let them sell spice. Right. Kaz like just let the spice flow. Let the spice flow. And he's like, no, we're not going to let the spice flow. Right. He's like, we're going to protect Mos Espa. And then he's like, we should retreat back to the palace. And it's like, uh, do, what? And then, and this makes sense. One of the local kids saying, um, no, we're going to protect the town. We're going to stay. They step up first. Right. So the, the way, if you, if you want to sell Boba Fett is changing his priorities, changing his alignments. Even if you want to do it in a cynical way where he's like, you know what, if I'm going to be in charge of this place, I have to step up and protect the, this place. Right. Right. Like I'm doing it for cynical reasons. Like he can make that argument with Fennec. And she'd be like, all right, fine. We shouldn't go to the, to the palace. Right? right. But that can be a tension filled moment because you can show, you can show the mod crew being upset that these people died, yeah. right? Right. The mod crew live in this town. They know people, like, and not connecting them. Like, the, in that one line of her, like, line or two of, like, we're going to stay. This is right. our town. That's, like, the, the short, dry version of that. But right. if you've got her and Mr. Cyborg Eye off to the side because they're grieving because they found like their friend's lapel or something burnt to ash or something like that in the wreckage. Yeah. And mom and dad are arguing about whether or not we're going to protect the town. If they see dad who's supposed to be in charge saying, no, we should go back to the palace and hide. They should be like, fuck you. You don't give a shit. If they see mom saying that and then dad goes, no, we are going to stay on the ground and protect this place or we have no right to claim dominion over it or whatever. That's a moment for them silently with their eyes, the mod crew to be like, all right, this really is our guy. But even when that chick said that, even coming out of her mouth, it almost seemed disingenuous. It's yes. almost kind of like... Didn't sell if, that either. If they were more like Robin Hood where they were stealing that water from that guy... To give right. it to the community because they couldn't afford it or whatnot. If they're looking out for the community that they so love so much. Like I said, you can't be the one tearing up the neighborhood and stuff and then talking about, you know, you're protecting it or you care so much about it. It, it just didn't ring right. They could have been, like I said, Robin Hood type characters. They could have been getting into stuff that they shouldn't have been and, doing. And, and there's a way of presenting that crew right. as criminals, but criminals because that's their only option. Right. Right. Because that, that's the real world, like the vast majority of the time. It's right. people making desperate choices. So, yes, they could be stealing from people in town. And some of them might be like the watermonger, right, who has resources, 
and other times it may not be but they still are part of that community this is still their town and they're not gonna let these bigger monsters come in because if they did that what else are they going to do right like I said, they could do that Robin Hood angle and it was just a missed opportunity, but you can't have them like they're street punks and then they just like don't care about nothing and then all of a sudden it's our town too kind of stuff. So I, I thought that was interesting, but we also, we find out that the Pikes really killed the Tuscans because yeah. um, we saw and like that. a conversation with the Pikes and the mayor because Bane went to go see them and that's when you found, you know, found out. That right. They tell Bane, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, we did that. We blamed it on the, the Nikto gang. And the thing is, because I rewatched episode four, when Boba Fett lays that out mm-hmm. and says, you know, the Neek 2 gang killed the Tusken Raiders and I'm going to get revenge on them and blow them up. And Fennec says, that seems really unlikely that they pulled that off. So it's like, <sighs> the funny thing is that Boba Fett's faction got played twice by the Pikes and the Kid. One was them being like, oh no, those guys did it. <laughs> Like, those guys blew up your tribe. And the other one was the assassination through the mayor because he's their pawn. Right. And so now it's very clear, oh, he killed the assassin because he sent the assassin and didn't want the assassin to be like, no, 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 really, it was this guy. I told you it was this guy and you bring me to this guy. And that... There was a whole bunch of craziness and backwards and forwards and he's dealing, like I said, with, with politicians and stuff. Like, this is it's weird. It's checkers. This should be chess, but it's checkers. And, it, and it's... It's funny, the tone, and it's a mixed bag of, like you said, it's supposed to be for kids, or it's supposed to be for adults. It's kind of like, even for kids, don't be insulting, you know? Yeah. So, the level that it's at. It's, 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 it's so simplistic and so simple and so kind of off in a way that There's... Even, even when you're watching it, you're confused. Even, even it being so simple, it's confusing. Because the thing is, there's no... There is no low emotions. So mm. what I mean by that is, so let's right. let's talk to things that worked well. Grogu showing up and jumping into Mando's arms. That was that. Very sweet. That was just like okay, feels feels. Baby was like, Daddy, and, got it. Right. That worked. That is not a subtle emotion, mm. right? It was solid in the feels. But they're not willing to go in the other direction with negative, darker, sadder emotion. Right, right. And But then don't do a Western type show then where you have people that's kind of like, you know, everybody do what they want to. It's the wild, wild west. And it's almost like when you have these these horror movies with this monster and it's PG-13. It's so right. defanged. It's kind of like there's really no stakes. There's a version of they blow up the casino and everyone dies and they dwell on it lean, yeah they lean, lean in, in on, on that, as like, that. Uh, yeah. as like because one of the things that you can do because if we're going with both like this is so weird where they're like is he still an anti-hero where he's motivated selfishly granted for his family or is he protecting the community aka hero as we would probably define that if he's anti-hero, what you do is you really do have to give them a bigger, darker, uglier, vicious bad guy, right? Pike's Syndicate blowing them up definitely does it. Cad Bane, kinda, but not really. Yeah. Like, and if you want to transition him from 
I just care about me and my own to hero. One of the ways you do that is you show him giving a shit about these people. So if you have something even close to a funeral, people being upset, the, the family of all the people that died and deal with those emotions and show them empathizing, not just quietly with my visor on, like scrunching my fist up because I'm angry, but like, I mean, there's so many ways you could do this that are lesser or greater kicks to the gut for Boba Fett, but like, he's an orphan. Mando's an orphan. Both of them are fucking orphans. They both had their parents killed, right? Right. To say you don't lean into that, you don't see a kid who the kids watching can connect with, you know, upset that one of their siblings, parents, whatever, died in that explosion and Boba not seeing himself in that kid, Mando not seeing himself in that kid. The two of them may be talking about that feelings and being like, no, 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 this this has gone too far and them talking about like it's one thing for them to say in his campfire speech with fennec people don't have to die that could be taken as you know us we don't have to die doing these dirty jobs versus collateral damage doesn't have to die and i feel like that would have worked so so much better if that had been episode five because then you have time to work the character through a different trajectory to i'm not doing this just because i want to be daimyo but because what those guys did is fucking wrong and i'm pissed about it and i'm pissed on behalf of these people but then you got to have an entirely different conversation with his crew and like <sighs> they just kept it as we are fucking ruthless if we're going to earn the respect of the local population, we are going to go fuck those guys up and then yeah. do it in a smart way. The local population that didn't show until the end of the show. That, that's the they other never, thing. They that's, never show them the whole time. That's okay. Freetown. So, it's Freetown that shows up, not even Mos Espa. Yeah, but Mos Espa, those folks <sighs> shows up after at the yeah, end. But, I'm saying, like, but not before. Gifts, thank oh, you. Thank so, you. And it's so, like. <sighs> So these stakes are high. They're basically at war with the syndicate for the most part. As you mentioned, Grogu comes. He comes in an X-Wing fighter with, with R2-D2, which was cool. You know, he sees the mechanic and they have their little reunion and he gets his little worms and all that kind of stuff. And then it goes to Finnick laying out the plan once again, as she does. And then Boba Fett meets up with Bane. Bane comes to, comes to knocking. Tries to taunt him like I got. Yeah. I think I got a way of drawing him out. Right, and and that's you when did. He, you drew him out. He came right. out to talk. You should have just fucking tried to fight him right then and there. It was Boba Fett that the Pikes kill killed the Tuscans to get a rise out of him. And Finnick is telling him, you know, not now. Stay calm. He's just trying to rile you up. Which totally valid. That's exactly what was happening. But it also, it yeah. feels like the advice you give a kid or high schooler trying to talk them out of a stupid fight. Right. It's like you are not that. And so, like I said, it was just, it was just. They have the okay. So they have a little fight in the town, and all the folks are going against them, and they're, you know, what we're we gonna do. And him and Mando's having a conversation about pretty much just, you know, going down with the ship kind of thing, and and the fact that the other <laughs> factions turned against you, and that's like, yeah, that was right. kind of the smart move. 
Yeah, and, I guess it was. It's like, and then ugh. even Mando lost some points because he go along with Boba Fett's dumb idea. Because Boba Fett is fighting for a place that he never seemed to really care about like that anyway. So it's questionable why he's doing it, which we already yes. spoke about. So then to have Mando be like, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to die alongside you with a dumb cause that's not thought out or we don't understand why. It makes sense that he's, okay, put it like this. A person you love is doing something that's going to hurt themselves, right? And you don't know why they're going to do it. You know, I guess they're going to jump off a cliff. And instead of being like, hey, don't jump off that cliff. It doesn't make sense. They're going to handcuff themselves to the person jumping off the cliff and they're going to jump together. Because right. of why? Because I gave you my word I was going to never leave you. So there's a version of that scene where Mando tries to do a better job of pulling a justification out of Boba Fett, which then maybe we get a better justification exactly. of where, like, pretty much in my head, Fennec and Mando could take on the roles of the devil and the angel on Boba Fett's shoulders. Right. right? Where you get to externalize his change in priorities, his change in feelings, right? That could have been done, but it wasn't. In defense of Mando, I will say this. His archetype to me is a different flavor of Jedi because the Jedi are a mix of cowboys and samurai, right? And Mando is pretty much the same thing. He's in a Western as a bounty hunter, but he has a strict code. He's still in that samurai archetype. He's a Ronin. And Boba Fett did him a solid. And so he owes Boba Fett. And so it doesn't necessarily matter that Boba Fett has thought this shit out, that has a clear, understandable justification. Boba Fett's doing this. And Mando's going to stick with him because that is part of the creed. Yeah. No. So I get that. But yes, the missing justification scene. Right. Like even if Mando still was like, ah, I don't entirely get it, but you did me solid. I'm going to do you solid. You stood by me. I'm standing by you. Like, yeah, but they didn't even do that. Like what's, what's the, what's the plan? Boba Fett. I'm just going to go out there and die. I'm with you. Oh. What? <laughs> what? I'm with you? No, Mando, not you. I, I need you to be back for season three. Don't don't go out like this fool. This is crazy. So many things but, they could have done differently. Because right after that, the shooting starts. I think that's in my notes. The shooting starts. Yeah. And they at least do the one of the first smart things that I've seen. They don't come running out the doors. Right. They go off the roof and jetpack down. Pew, 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 pew. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then they land in front of the building where all their enemies are. Instead of you right. land on that roof, I'm going to land on that roof. Right. Let's hop, skip, and jump around because we've got more mobility. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Or back the in high the ground. area or whatever. They could do right. Listen to Obi-Wan. I have the, the high ground. They're in the middle of the street getting pelted. And it doesn't make oh. any sense. And and like I said, even his teams, even all the teams got taken out so easily all over. And it, it, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was just, it was just, it was just crazy. But then 
At first, all the beams were getting reflected off of them and they were, they were doing all right and throwing the fire and all the, you know, little rockets and all that other kind of stuff. Right. They can't take any more. They're, they're on their knees. They're about to fall and out. And guess who comes cal- up? The cavalry being a van with three people in it. No, I'm just joking. Five people in it. And I'm thinking like, this is the cavalry? Okay. <sighs> it's, like it's a town, 10, right? It's a, it's, a, it's free town, right? Yeah. And they have seven people in that. When they pulled up in that van... <sighs> With them seven people and one cannon gun as the cavalry. Yeah. Can you imagine going to war and somebody pulls up in a Honda Civic and four dudes jump out talking about we're the cavalry and you fighting against an army? <laughs> and it was so. laughable. It was laughable that that was considered help. They keep they keep saying it's an army and. They keep trickling the army in. Like, probably like a hundred of them die throughout this whole thing. But... They were sprinkled they out never, sparingly. They never show up all at the same time. No. It's like, send two or three in from this alleyway. Send one or two in from that one. Put right. one on the building. Put one on that building. Okay, that's like eight. Okay, once they whittle down a few of those, send in the next two. And it's just like, oh, what are you doing? Besides Boba Fett and Mando fight for the initial part, like you say, when they rock jet, jet pack out and they're kind right. of tearing up stuff and they're, you know, back to back, that was kind of dope. But it what was. I didn't appreciate, you know, was a Universal Studios stunt show that proceeded after that. Fall into water barrels and, uh. you know, and uh, then the stakes kind of got up because they started kind of winning and they were treating. So then these Star Wars style Ed 209 start coming down the street and they got force fields. So so the stakes are up. I'm like, oh, they in trouble now. They're in trouble now, right? And so you got these people, you got these big machines that, you know, they can move around pretty good, but in they and they got the sphere of, you know, um right, the shield the, around them. The and, shield bubble. And and they got wide streets, right? And so you you're groups of people, you're a group thought. of people, right? Okay. Let's all so, run down so, the middle of the street. Exactly. Down the middle of the street. Nobody hitting a left or a right or sp- spreading out or nothing. Man, down the middle of the street. And I mean, they uh, cut away, do some other stuff, come back, and they still run down that same middle of the street, street in the middle of the street. There's literally only Dude. one one time. I think it was when Mando ran into the mechanics. <laughs> uh I forget what it's called. The the little sled thing that was being pulled by the droid where she had Grogu. And there's a moment where it looks like they go around a turn and like the the droid can't immediately follow them because there's a narrow gap between the buildings. That was it. That was the only time that came up. But the second the big group of them start running away down the street, it should have been mod girl and cyborg guy being like meet up at so-and-so's take the right. alleys and she's like cool have you follow me and runs off to the right and he's like the other half follow me into the alleyways yeah. it can't follow us like since, yes, she, knows, since yes. she knows her town since she knows her right. town so well i just lived a couple parsecs away from here right. oh did she really so you don't know where to hide besides this big old wall. even if that was even if that was going to be their rendezvous point cool just be like Meet me at so and so's place. Go the back alleys, and and they just split the whole party. Cool. Have sequences running through Pike Gang showing up, but at least the like the big droid isn't like 
on their tail missing the whole time it could have been like you know they're one set of houses over you know they're in the alleyway it's in the big street and it's this big menacing presence and it's like shooting up the buildings and stuff and like killing other people and things are blowing up and the pike gang's coming from the other side right but they are at least not in the middle of the street exactly it was it was ridiculous until they until they ran and hid and when they hid they all hid in the same place and then somebody finally got an idea let's go up high really and they still got to okay that that thing because here was the thing when they were like i'm gonna go up high and snipe i was like okay yay someone's doing something but i'm like it's not gonna handle the droid right and like the other, the other girl from Freetown, she shoots the Pike Syndicates, but Mod Girl is like, I'm going to distract the droid and like shoots the droid and the droid starts to pan up. And it's like, what were you going to do next? Exactly. What were you going to do next? Since the droid was being kept busy with the people that was on the ground level. Right. And they already know that their guns will not work on it. So, so it doesn't make any sense. You know, they, they should have just kept their fucking heads down and just right. killed any pikes that tried to come to the door. Exactly, exactly. And then Agent May to the rescue. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know she's a ninja. You know, and I like her, but they use this to the point of making me kind of the upset. The fact that it seemed like so, this is the assassination of the the head of the pikes and the other families. Not even that yet. I'm talking about even just saving the villagers. If it wasn't that, then we also had Boba Fett had to take off to, you know, go get something. Yeah, and he doesn't even say go get, he's going to get reinforcements. And he right. just like doesn't, he's like, you know. if he just said buy us time and then flew yeah. off, cool. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's probably, is he getting the Rancor? I think he's getting the Rancor. Yeah. He went and got the Rancor. That we and didn't see him train or ride before yeah. or even knew it was possible. Yeah. He could have just had end of a scene where he's like, you know, walking out from the Rancor pit and like, you know, talking to Danny Trejo, like blah, blah, blah. All right. Oh, I think we did a little bit better today. He only threw me off twice. Exactly. Right. You know, that's and then it goes into a scene with whoever else. Like right. you can set that up. Yes, he's training the Rancor. Like so not only is he riding it. Okay, he attacked the Riding it, the robot things people. with it and all that kind of stuff. And then he even speaks to him. So he even says, do it. And he rips it apart at the end. Right. Like, huh. <laughs> do it. As if a beast would wait for directions to just rip it apart. Like, go ahead. Like, he's already crushing it and doing all the work. He just needed... <laughs> Boba Fett to tell him to go ahead and finish him. That's what I was waiting. I was waiting to hear finish him. That's basically what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then there's the King Kong thing when he climbs up to the top of the tower. And then, you know what got me yeah, though? Because Cad knocked, well, Cad he, knocked him off so they could have their one-on-one -on -one encounter. But that so he was scares off the Rancor. But that was crazy because that Rancor fought against two of those robots. And, and it's just like, oh, they just needed a flamethrower? Got, got shot with lasers. He got pelted. He got thrown around and lived. And then he and saw like, the flamethrower and ran off. Didn't even look back. Ran off. Oof. But was you know what was even crazier? I'm skipping the part, but you know what was even crazier? The fact that he ran off mm. is the fact that even though he took out basically 
both of those robots who had the force field because they mm. kind of slightly said if, if they kind of copied dune talking about if you don't you know philosophy or something like that where, where oh, how do you yeah. say it the the projectiles are moving too fast too fast so if you do it slower then you can kind of get through it so okay they in, he didn't defeat both of those robots right basically if he defeated both those robots then why would he be bothered by a damn flamethrower how, how would that be enough to scare Narrative him off? And since he saved those group of people by destroying that robot, why did those same people start firing at him? I think even they someone saw was like, stop, stop attacking him. him. But they should have known it anyway because Boba Fett was just riding him and right. then also destroying the robots. So why did you shoot the... That's like you. a car came in and saved you. You got out of the car. The car picks you up, drops you off, right? And you get out the car, and everybody starts shooting at the car. Right. The car just the, gave you a ride. The, Why are you shooting out the some, tires? Someone wanted a King Kong homage, <sighs> and they wanted Grogu to make him go to sleep. Which, okay, cool. Grogu can do that now, I guess. Um, yeah, after you don't use the force on the, the robot. But I think and, I mentioned the trope of the idiot ball. Like, the idiot yeah. ball was getting passed around all over the place this fucking episode. Some yeah. people were holding it. Somehow, two people would be holding it at the same time. Like, <sighs> yeah. So, Cad Bane and Boba Fett had their their little standoff. Oh God. Which was just, and it's funny because they already had this standoff before. So I guess it's just part two of the same standoff. I guess they want to revisit it again. You know, they call each other names again, and it's like right before he kills, him, I knew you were a killer, and it's like, you know, <sighs> you know what's ironic is that Boba Fett called Cat Bane old. <laughs> I I found that to be a little, huh? Yeah. So it, Cad tried to say, you tried to go straight, which in mob speak is like, you tried to go legit, right? I, you might have said legit, right? But it's like, you tried to go straight, you tried to go legit. But did he? Like, this is the thing. It's like, he's a mob boss in name only. Like, none of the things that he's talking about are like mobster-esque Aside from like vague allusions to like protection money, things like that. He's like, you only look out for yourself. And it's like, yeah, that seems to be who he has been up to him now being like, it's my town. It's my people. I'm not going to like what? Oh, that was just fucking narrative whiplash. It was so annoying when Cad had Boba Fett on his back, pinned down, gun pointed at him. He's like, this will be your last lesson. My last lesson to you. And it looks like Boba's like, oh, go ahead and just shoot me. And then he just like, whoop, whoop, nope, I got my gaffy stick out and boop, pop, and trip, and pop, and I got the upper hand. Oh, it looks like you are a killer. Yep, through the chest. And it's like, what just fucking happened? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. How does Cad Bane miss when Boba's got, it looked like he just like, oh, I'm just going to throw my left my left it, chest it was, up and like catch the bullet meant for my face it was cut crazy it was cut yeah. crazy i had to keep rewinding just because i thought that doesn't look right it was just no. off it, it was just off um i mean at least like i did track i think even the first time when he shows up on the rancor i'm like oh, he's, okay he didn't he didn't have the gaffy stick before right. like why didn't he just have the gaffy stick the whole time because they need to show that he learned something from the Tuscans and that uh, new life saved this current life. 
there, there's the part of me that's like, is there like deleted scenes left on the editing room floor that are like all these missing pieces of pieces of character development? I seriously doubt it, and I'd be scared to see it if they did have it. <laughs> I will say, and this is kind of going back a little bit, I did enjoy the part where Boba Fett sent out the, the mayor's assistant to to negotiate. I thought that was hella funny. <laughs> what was even funnier is let me let me write on your pad. So Boba Fett is like so probably like two, three seconds, right? Right. So then he but gives it's this whole pad. long fuck you right. speech. Poetic <laughs> <laughs> even. But, but the guy's delivery was so funny because he was talking all slow, like uh he's he's like, like, go ahead and read it. Read it. He's uh, like, uh, not my words. Not these my are, words. These are his. Talk about they'll use your your body parts for fertilizer. Fertilize the desert, right? Some mess. It was, it was funny, but I thought that was funny. So they had little moments that were kind of cool, but this was just, I I don't know who to blame because it was just like the the writing was so bad, and then also the directing was rough too. And when I was watching yeah. that, I was thinking like, man, they should have gave this to to Rodriguez because he could probably do something with it. And I when think I saw, Rodriguez did direct he it. He did. He did. I was just like, I had to shake my head. I just... <laughs> like, buddy, I, we know you can oh, do better. Oh, oh. I was just like, he... You know, like, this was like like the third Spy Kids movie or something. It, yeah, it, the it, writing it was, was rough. rough. I'm, I'm curious. But oh, the director could at least have patched it up some, but it the, the director leaned in on it and just it just didn't help. And for this to be a, a season finale and for you to have to put all this stuff together, because all this stuff, and they really didn't really have time to do everything either. But whatever this was, it's just like, that's what you decide to do with it. Like right. they did finish it. Like I said, they did made it to the finish line. They did wrap it all up, but the way they wrapped it up and it was just so anticlimactic like like i said yeah. you would think this is going to be this big old thing and, and and no way man it was it felt it felt like such a small scale that it was almost laughable like i said it reminded yep. me of a stunt show that's that's how sparse it was yeah, that's how sparse it was they, like even, uh, even the guy they shot the roof they kept shooting him on the way down as if that was supposed to be cool it, it was comedic yeah it was comedic. I, I I don't know what was going on with a lot of those stunts. There was, there was weird stuff where I'm like, did they, did they go back afterwards? Like, there's the bit where the rancor shows up and you hear the growls and you see yeah. first the one hand and the other, and you've got a couple like there's clearly a little street vendor and some other street vendors over there and these, these very downward shots and I they just looked cheap. They looked cheap. They looked janky. I, they looked off they didn't seem to fit like there's uh, i kind of wonder with like the production of like it, it felt like they needed more locations because you basically have jabba's palace the sanctuary the mayor's office the pike headquarters and then the building they take refuge in and then random back alleyways that's it those are the only locations in the city like you can't chain those together in an interesting way because they're all just vaguely in the city. Like, and it was only in the second watch that I got why Fennec took so fucking long to get to the Pike headquarters because it's in Mos Eisley. It's a whole town away. That's why she wasn't able to get there sooner is because she had to f go drive across the goddamn desert. 
but it wasn't laid out well, so you could tell where everything was at. So but John Favreau and Noah Clore, who's a staff writer, they were the writers for the episode. Another hilarious thing was uh, the Wookiee. Oh my goodness. First of all, it was crazy that he even got ambushed. And even when he got ambushed, and he looked like it was like, you know, like he wasn't going to make it. Then you see him walking, you know, around the corner with guys hanging on to him and he just throwing them it off was, of him and stuff. And then joke. And then he kept getting shot in the, in the leg and he's limping. He was already, he was already limping. And then the, then the Batman, Batman Beyond kids come and try to help him up as if they would be able to hold that weight. But anyway, they help that, him. That's limp the his way second along. time he gets hurt because right. the first time Boba and Mando go and pick him right. up, they get him behind the station wagon. Right. And then later he tries to exactly. take on. There's one. So, but he, but he was running down the street though when he had to run. He was running down the street. <laughs> like somehow his foot got better. Like two minutes later, he's running down oh. the street, and at a certain point he hides behind a column and he waits for the droid to go and become adjacent and right. he pops around and he starts shooting it point blank with his giant fucking blaster rifle and this is the first hit we get the shields can be overwhelmed right. i think that's what they were trying to do there but you're all like <laughs> but if you didn't understand it turns from blue to red and that's how you know when it's getting weak and yes I, so ask me this what's up with the dark saber not being able to get through that force shield that thing should be able to cut through anything and no so even in Revenge of the Sith, episode three, where Obi-Wan and Anakin are going to rescue uh, Chancellor Palpatine um, from the Separatist ship. They're running down a hallway and boop, this force field comes on from above. Uh, a phase shield, I forget what they called it, but they're like, oh crap, this shit again. They're like, nope, no cutting through this. And then they're like, but we can cut through the floor and then they cut through the floor and they escape. So there are shields that can do that. Uh, you might remember. Oh, fuck. So I, I watched a thing today where they were specifically talking about this droid, the uh, Scorpionics or Scorpy something. Phantom Menace, they have the droidicas, those rolling droids. Cool. Mm -hmm. Right? They have those same shields. Right. So you can't cut through those with a lightsaber. It doesn't have enough energy to overwhelm the shield. Even the dark saber? Even the dark saber, because okay. it's, it's a lightsaber, but right. it, it just doesn't have the energy output to do it. Okay. So the interesting thing is that when the Rancor, I think, takes out the first one, he, technically he doesn't take it out. What he's doing is the droid is like, oh, you are the threat and puts all the energy in the front part of his shield oh that's okay. why the back part's red then i think mando does hit yeah, it with the dark saber a few times right. and steps through and then proceeds to chop it into bits yeah and you also could see that could happen too because the wookiee's putting his, his claws through he's, right he's pressing right he's like it. oh it's yeah. it's weak right here because i'm overwhelming it the droid could have then just refocus its shields towards the Wookiee and then he's not getting through. Right? Yeah. Because that is now we're getting into the, the weeds but that is a thing even with like the Starfighters like the X-Wings and stuff you can change where you're putting the strength of your shields mm -hmm. 
you can put them in the front put them back you can even them out blah 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 blah, blah. so that's a whole thing so th that's I don't know how much they were like, we need to really show the technical inner workings of this so people understand that, oh, he can break. I, I think they were, but the fact that they're like, oh, the Wookiee who was injured earlier, now he's running fine. He's going to ambush him and he's going to get hurt again. And now these two little kids are going to fucking pick him up. Plus, <laughs> when they draw down the three of them on the Pike Syndicate showing up, Mr. Cyber Eye does a spin drop down right. to his knees to pew pew. And I was like, too much. Yeah. Too much. Looks cool. Dumb. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Too much of a flourish. It wasn't that kind of a moment. Not at no. all. Like just having them just like sort of tired, exhausted, weary just like a side shot of them all just pulling their their arms up to shoot at once and just bam 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 and just like yeah. dropping four or five of them but the funny thing is the two the wookie and the girl did that he's the only one that did the extra spin for no that's right? why that's why i look crazy now if they yes. all were kind of getting up doing something that'd be different but right? he was the only one to do it and he's already facing the right way and it should have been the two of them are holding up the wookie and if just the two of them had defended the Wookiee, yeah. right? And maybe he's like facing the other direction. Like they're, they're literally like behind him, sort of like trying to lift him up. Right. And they come and the pikes come from behind and the two mod kids shoot the, the, the two or three pikes that show up and in the other direction, two or three pikes syndicates show up exactly. and the Wookiee picks up his blaster. And bam, bam, bam. Like yeah. that would have been dope and it wouldn't have looked stupid. It would have looked desperate. And having the kids not let go of the Wookiee, like he's barely standing up. Like right. that, that that would have been a perfect Michael Bay 360 bad boy shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like showing them being tired, showing them being exhausted, like showing them being upset. There was there was no fucking emotion outside of oh baby Grogu. Oh right. baby Grogu, daddy. That that was it. That's right. it. There was no other emotion. It was dry and it read as false. Stunt show. <sighs> Stunt show. Yeah. Eh, well, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to be this fucking disappointed. <laughs> man, like I said, and then Finnick took out the pike and the different heads and oh the, my god. And the mayor and can we talk like, about her bullets coming in from the ceiling? Like yeah. I get that they're supposed to, like there's clearly one opening sunroof in the ceiling where light is coming down and there's little side well, windows, but the none of the angles made sense. I was like, how okay. is she shooting them? Okay, so how's she gonna, you know, this elephant guy, the mayor, how's she gonna strangle him with a rope and hang him? Where's she getting that body strength to hang him? How could she pull him up? Like Pick somebody else that's a normal size human. That thing was huge. And she's going to pick that. And he's up there swinging on his big old elephant feet. Yep. Didn't buy it. The only person I like to get away with that is Batman. And she's not Batman. Right. How did you do it? How did, how did she do it? Basically, for the most part, she did most of all the work. They didn't need an army. They had that's an Agent the May. Thing. They had an Agent May. That's, that's the thing <laughs> that is so upsetting. If they had found those head, and, and this is this is the like the the classic joke of like you come up with the one thing that would have shortened the nine hundred page book to like twenty pages, where it's just like oh, and they did this, and that solved the problem. And 
the fact that they had weeks and they didn't gather any intel they didn't figure out where the pike's headquarters were boba fett didn't go hey should we check the place that i know they used to hang out at because it was the same fucking spot God. makes them look dumb yeah they were dumb and it drove me crazy so with the scorpion x when i first saw Scorpinex them annihilator droids okay so so when i first saw them come out i thought this is cool okay this, this yeah. is they're raising the stakes right and i thought okay i know what's gonna happen these young modified kids they're gonna hack it and 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 use it to turn against everybody else there's but did that happen no they were too busy running down the middle of the street <laughs> There's so, uh, there's so many thought, different ways that I thought they was gonna hack it or something. You know all that stuff, all that modification for what? I didn't understand. There's so many different ways this could have gone down. That still would have been interesting. Like even if they had done like, oh, we found their old headquarters. We don't know where they are currently. All right, cool. So that becomes a thing. They could have been like, all right, we are gonna assume that Freetown's gonna show up. There are cavalry, but they're not our heavy hitter. Mando, you're our heavy hitter. And by that, I mean, you've got a starfighter. So you're going to stay in reserve, right? And, and it's unclear. I was like, is the mechanic shop in Mos Espa? Is it in Mos Eisley? Where is it? Probably doesn't matter. But you need to go and pretend like you're not around. So go hide your ship in the desert because you could get here instantaneously. Right. Right. So, because what you can do is if you wanted to escalate it again, the two droids show up and they're like, we're fucked. Okay, call in Mando. Mando comes in with the N1 Starfighter and takes out one of the droids because his ship weapons would be enough to overwhelm those shields, right? But then you get one, two, or three of the Pike Syndicate's escort ships. And so now you've got the ground battle and now you've got an air battle, right? And so now that escalates, you still have the other droid. Okay, we took, needed a starfighter to take it out. We don't have it. Now we have to figure out how to take it out because its shields are crazy strong. Also, now we have the drama of there's a starfighter combat up in the atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. Like, like there's so many other interesting things that they could have done with this and still fit it into this one crazy episode i think the series this show in particular was mismanaged yes yes i think that's accurate and, and that's me being kind i guess i would say one of the best things out of it is sitting down with you each week and, and kind of chopping it up <laughs> agree yeah i'll say that and to be the highlight along with a few things within the show there, but, there, but there's, sure the bits, there's bits of it that that have been good yes the flashbacks i thought were really well done all the mando stuff the mando <laughs> stuff even though it took time away from the rest of the narrative was well done the the little bits with freetown well done but all the boba fett as daimyo to protector of the city did not work I thought it, it chose a weird direction in the first place, especially with the flashbacks and the Tuscan stuff. And then on top, especially when he has so much at stake right now, you try to take over something that's been, been ran by somebody else for a long, you try to get in control of a town. You try to make your presence felt. You would think that's what the show would be about. 
right? But but it wasn't. We spent more than half of it in flashbacks. And then when, the funny thing is, when I thought like, hey, we're done with these flashbacks. Okay, that was interesting. Now we get to get into the meat of what's going on and follow through. But no, no sooner than he gets out of the tank, then we start with Mando. Right. And he takes the other two. So it's kind of like this, What what was this? And if you knew you're only going to really have five episodes or four episodes to really do stuff with, then don't waste that time. Do something with it. But the, the current story, what I wanted to see, I didn't see because he was in the yep. tank the whole time talking about a past that didn't really matter in the end because it had really didn't play anything into the current situation. Yeah. It, can it, say it, the Tuscans because the Tuscans are already done. They were already killed. You know, he wasn't saving them. He didn't give them water. He didn't make their lives any easier. None, none of that stuff. So it's yeah. it kind of like, what's the purpose? The, the interesting choices that they just left uh, yes. uh, on on the keyboard. Like they they oh. they had interesting things to do and they didn't do it. Only reason I didn't mind the Tuscan stuff is because I thought it's going to be some other great things I was going to have down the line on the other side of it. That's right. the only reason why I would have sat there and watched that. Right. They're setting things up, presumably. They're getting us to ask questions and then they just drop it. I, I, oh, geez. I feel like I just went through the sequel trilogy again. <laughs> Where it's just like, here's interesting characters. Here's some setup. Last Jedi comes around like, nope, nope, that plot's out. Nope, that's done. Nope, nope, nope. Let's switch this around. Let's be the anti-Force Awakens. And then fucking rise of the skywalkers like well nope some of those things actually were true it's just this is similar but different not not on the same scale of that that clusterfuck but it's just like so many things are like we're setting up this and we're not going to do anything with it we're going to introduce the the huts not going to do anything with it like it seems like someone threw a whole bunch of ideas on on the board and then just was like, all right, which ones do we want to keep? Which ones are going to support anyone's? How do we chain these together so we have a coherent arc, maybe a theme, da 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 Nope, we're just going to do all those things. This doesn't seem like it was laid out at all to me. They didn't, they didn't finish the story. They even started. And like I said, you're going to throw in some big thing like Mando and Grogu. You're going to throw in some big thing like the whole spice running kind of stuff. All this stuff, man. Like, okay. All you had to do is take over that town. I wouldn't have minded just episodes of people trying to test him the whole time. Right. A different bad guy each week it, trying to take his spot. So right. People from his past. People, whatever, trying to come back. It whatever. didn't have to be this but, big spike, you know, Pike syndicate thing. No, we didn't like, take all that. Just him trying to figure out how to work his way in without being taken out and, and right? gaining everything in the end. You know what I mean? It's almost kind of like, even, you know, it brings me to mind that did something like this, but did it successful mm. to me would be the Chronicles of Riddick. That's the situation of somebody getting into a place of power in an interesting way that wasn't like this. Yeah, this, it's one thing to, oh, I'm, accidentally in charge not even trying to be in charge if anything trying not to be in charge or responsible for things but ah crap i'm in charge now but boba fett is i want to be in charge doop, 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 don't doop, want to do doop, nothing doop. exactly he wanted it but never did anything to get it the whole time you know who really deserves that who should have been sitting in that in that throne Fennec. Fennec. <laughs> Fennec. exactly I don't even have to guess she earned she's it. the only one right. 
making any sort of plans. Exactly. Like it She did all the heavy lifting. She did the strategizing. Oh my God. She got her own hands dirty. All that stuff. And the thing about it is if they want to even act like Bubba Fett had to do anything with anything, at least act like you're the mastermind telling people what to do and yes. getting them there. You you can you, oh man, there's so everybody doing it themselves. Everybody taking initiative themselves because he so, didn't take none. Right. So there's the he can play the mastermind, but he also gets to play the mentor, right? Because he can be schooling these kids, not not in like a, a, I'm running circles around you, right? But like, no, we're doing this thing. I, I want you to go do an X, right? Like I was thinking today, if he wanted to fuck with the Pike Syndicate, you go to information broker, right? Someone that literally sells information to to various factions. And you go give them incorrect information, right? I was thinking like, man, they, these, these mod kids, they don't have great weapons, they got little pew pews, like get them, go buy some fucking big guns, go buy some weapons, go buy some armor. So I'm like, all right, if I was Boba Fett and I legitimately need to get, go and get a shit ton of armor and stuff. All right. I want the pikes to think I'm going to armor up a hundred people. So I want my people, okay, mod kids, I want you to go, I want you to go and find two or three, you know, information brokers. And I want you to go ask them for the name and contact information of an arms dealer that can get us a hundred weapons and a hundred pieces of stormtrooper armor, right? Go to the, and they're like, but no, we know a guy, he'll do it on the down low. He could get, I don't know if he can get that much stuff, but he's like, no, no, no. I want you to go to the information broker so the information brokers know that I am looking to armor up a hundred people because they are going to turn around and tell the Pike Syndicate that I am going to try and buy armor for a hundred troops. That makes sense. They don't use their time in a show like that. No. Just like I can't understand how if you are these, like, you know, like I said, street kids, it got to be more than just you guys out there. How come in an army of you guys? Like I said, the town people didn't show up until after everything was done and defeated. And then all of a sudden you see people out there, you know, selling things. And where were all those people before? Right. Like I said, if anything, if he knew he didn't have an army, I thought the good deeds and the grace he was showing people would be the thing that helped people, you know, if, if he, flip, if he had done people on the other folks instead of them folks flipping yes. them on him. If they had used, if they had used peel, the water broker, as a Robin Hood type activity, we're not necessarily like, I'm going to steal right. your water, but just like, okay, kids, mod, mod guys, I want you to go around to all the different moisture farmers and I want you to find out how much they are selling their water to the water monger, right? And it's like, okay, so the water monger is raising prices on water by 200% or some ridiculous thing because that's what you do. And he was just going like, all right, the watermonger is dead. I'm putting so-and-so in charge of his operation. I've just lowered the price of water in the town by 50%. If anyone's going to be siphoning resources off, it's not going to be off of essential things like water. Mm. We'll take it off the casino. We'll take it off of this. Those people that have enough are going to give me my cut, but I'm not going to let this go down. Right. Oh, okay. I like this guy. Right. 
and that that to an extent is what some mafiosos do is as much as they are getting their cut from all these illicit activities they also go and straighten people out occasionally right because they need the community to be on their side right and that might be the respect thing he was talking about but nope they didn't do that like I said had to go get some people from Freetown about five of them in a <sighs> van yeah. yeah oh so remember how we were like man are they really gonna kill Cobb Vance right so mm-hmm. watching the whole thing right like I rewatched where Freetown people show up and they're like they gunned him down and I was like I didn't say dead but gunning down sounds like dead Rewatching like he gunned down like in cold blood or something like that so they, right they, yeah but the thing is is i was like so i finished watching it today and i was like mm-hmm. maybe i should check if there's after credits and yep. i just fast forwarded through my back to tank okay why yep. are they showing the back to tank? oh there he is yeah it's funny because the wookie's supposed to be in there he's supposed well to be the in. other thing is <laughs> it's the the mod parlor guy is like let me right. let me take my little scalpel pinky like all right so he's gonna gonna yeah. get some mod surgery just like he did for finnick that we never saw or it didn't play a role in anything else that happened in this show <sighs> just like the watermonger and everything else just like the huts yeah, yeah it's it's so frustrating there's like they left all these checkoffs guns all all across the room and they didn't do anything with them but we did get to see mando and uh grogu you know have a little fun all, all that stuff was cool. Quick little fly oh. home and, and warp speed. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. No. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. No, not going to do it. Tap, tap, tap. No, we are not. Tap, tap, tap. All right, fine. Yep. Hit the nitro. Whee! <laughs> that was cool. But it was, it was just, yeah. But it, but like I said, at the very end, after everything's done and Finnick and, and Boba Fett's walking downtown and he got this weird look on his face and he's bowing and people walking around the streets. Like a one, it pissed smile. me off to see those people. It pissed me off to see all those people walking around when they all could have been carrying guns and stuff. Like I never see this whole time we've been watching this show. I never seen all those people out. That's why I was kind of wondering what was going on with it. And that's why I thought also he should probably use some people to help because you ha- you see a lot of able-bodied people. Mm-hmm. And so they're going around passing around uh, food and everything. And he's like bowing and, you know, and he's like, what's going on? And Phoenix is like, well, you know, they're trying to show their appreciation. They respect you. And I'm thinking like, because of what? They should be bowing to her. She did all the work. <laughs> what did he do? The reason why anybody would be doing anything to him besides trying to take his place as he's seem to be like a weak leader this is one of the things I, where the text of the show is trying to like like the dialogue is trying to like show one thing imply one thing but it's like wait a minute no, the, all the action stuff everything else that happened doesn't support bad math yes yeah, bad fucking math it's don't like the show's like he's the daimyo he's in charge but it's like he made all sorts of bad decisions the whole way through the whole way through and didn't do much action either everybody else did the work everybody else did the work it's like it's just like thank god i've got this beskar armor i can take a lot of hits but i don't have to be smart about it it's amazing how much damage can be done in about five episodes about a character who's been iconic for all these years 
and then to sit up here and taint that legacy with, with five yeah, episodes. Yeah, and you know, the hilarious thing is like, they were all the people that were, basically all the toxic masculinity guys were like, why isn't he just a ruthless, like, basically, why isn't he the version that Cad Bane was fucking taunting him with, of like the ruthless killer? And it's like, because it's boring, but then it's like, I'm just like, but he's dumb. It's written for kids. That's the only excuse. Like the intelligence level is like mm. this would impress. I think it like, would insult kids. I, I I don't think that no. I, I <sighs> no, no. You talking about the story or you talking about the action? The action I'll give it to you. Maybe because look oh. like toys playing around and stuff. Yeah, the but, action. But, but as far never... as the story, no, no, no. Boba Fett's characterization, like it, it's only like I can't imagine who's like. That guy should totally be in charge. It's like, wait, he didn't, he didn't do anything. Like, okay, he fought, but he had the rancor take out the things. His yeah. armor is keeping him alive. Yes. He's, he's not doing anything that's like, no. that guy should be making decisions. He's not even doing that or doing the work. Yeah. His idea was to fight in the middle of the street. Motherfucker. <laughs> to die, to die for a town that he don't even, he don't care about. He says he does, but th that his only decision in action was to fight, to die fighting. That was his only right. decision which, to die fighting. Which is like that's the idea he came up uh, with, and that's the idea he decided to go through with. As as a heroic trope of we're doomed, but we're going out there anyway. Like mm. you use your fucking Beskar armor. I'll go do the dirty work. Like, oh, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but fuck, it was dumb. It was dumb. And, and okay, so there's the it's dumb part, and then there's the emotionally dry part that still fucking bothers me that you didn't... I kept, like, I was like, I want his... I want song, but I was also saying... I wanted him to be frustrated. I wanted him to be upset. I wanted, I wanted him to emote. I wanted him to re reveal a change. Like the only thing we got was that campfire I want song where he's like, we can be a better class of criminals, right? And that, that worked. It was still restrained, but you could see how we got there because you had four episodes, half of half of four episodes of flashbacks to get there. But that was it. That was all we got out of Boba Fett. And yep. Even that, you learn how to be a Tuscan. He wasn't even himself in those parts. Okay, so. Any any I think final we've expressed ourselves. <laughs> any final words or thoughts on the series as a whole? What any yeah, any last words, any feelings about about this series? Uh, the good, the could, bad, your thoughts. Ah, uh, what could have been. Like they they could have gotten to where the show was trying to tell us who the new Boba Fett was where he is the protector of the city. And they tried to say that with a few lines of dialogue that did not land. They did not show us that. They tried to tell us that. They did not show us that. 
they tried to go and say we're going to be a smarter wiser clever class of criminals and they fucking failed at least for boba fett fennec too because she should have been like um let's do x y and z more than what they did so yeah they kind of failed the stuff with mando the stuff with luke Silva, Grogu. cool but that could have been the first episode or two of the mandalorian season three so this was kind of a wasted show like wasted opportunity like i i feel like with boba fett much like i feel like with ray and certainly with finn from the force awakens finn in particular their potential arcs were so much better than what we actually got and that's fucking sad that's disappointing and i'm like oh man what are they gonna do with the obi-wan series a little disappointed in a way for the fact i know that they were in capable hands but even with that we got this Mm -hmm. i think that if they didn't have enough for a full season that would be fine i would say maybe do something maybe three episodes with a um, a smaller beginning arc with an ending arc on the third one make it like almost like a movie Right, where this character could really shine since people have been waiting forever to really see this character do something like this because okay if you're going to do something brand new character out of nowhere like the Mandalorian and do so much in a way where people connect to it look forward to it have these characters that you connect to and you want more from Mm -hmm. you should be able to do at least that with a character that's beloved, you know, right. just with name recognition and alone is a lot. Like people know what he's about already. It's amazing how a character is so stripped down. Everybody already knows what he's about. And all you had to do is go in there and lean into it. But instead, yeah. you want to make up this new character. Like it would make sense almost like you would do something like this to the to a character like Mandalorian that nobody knows about. But then you have somebody like Mandalorian that's a brand new character and have them so well-defined and structured. How does that work? You know, yeah. what sense does that make? So, like I said, I think they should have did like a three-episode arc, made like a movie, stuck to, kept it simple, and did the other half of the season with Mandalorian. So it could be 0.5 or, you know, 2.5 or whatnot. Season 2.5, or you just get like a short three, short season, and then the full season afterwards or whatnot. But what they did is just almost made a mess out of everything yeah, and almost spoiled the whole thing. I, I feel like there is a version of the season which sort of structurally looks nearly identical in the sense that first four episodes, you're getting flashbacks and then you're getting the buildup of him setting up in this town, right? And I think your idea of like, he's dealing with this local gang and group and then next episode this local gang and group instead of this build to the pikes and you've got you know 10 20 different directions going off with sort of like things that are being added into the mix and still had the mando scenes where he does need mando to come and help out with whatever the final thing is because maybe these other groups are now all gonna try and work together and da 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 boom you still can have your big climax but you needed to have that character development and you needed to show him not being a chump, but they didn't. 
early on, even though I wasn't getting what I wanted or thought I wanted, I was still being open. I didn't understand where they were going with it. But like I said, it's it's just like, just like Cad so, Bane said, it's like, what is your angle? That's what I don't understand. And it's just so yeah, we don't even up. necessarily know. <laughs> no, it it sums up the, the character. It sums up the show. So we gave them more than two thirds of the way, and it was just not paid off. They they did not stick this landing, which was our worry. Hell, we were thinking they weren't even going to finish the arc this season. They're like, it's going to be a cliffhanger. And it's just like, nope, it's going to be a full hour long episode. Here we go. Sloppy mess. I wish there was a big wave. Like I said before, to me, the best part was our conversations and giving us excuse to to touch base. Oh, yeah, we're doing this again. We're so doing this again. Right. And geek talking and stuff like that. Even though we've been talking about Star Wars related stuff, you're a fan of many things like I am as well. So, so many different topics or movies and whatever, whatever we could be talking about anyway. So, I'm sure we'll find our next thing to talk about. Maybe we'll do um, Obi Wan? Obi Wan. Maybe. <laughs> wait till this, uh, May 25th, to be yeah. specific. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe we'll talk about that or something else before that. But uh, it's a few things that we definitely going to discuss for sure. I like our sidebar stuff. And also for those who's listening as well, our conversations run longer than what you hear. Oh, way longer. And so with that, we're going to have a few extra bonus segments. He's a very good editor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But some uh, segments that's related to this as well. But um, put like this segments that are too long and too good to be crunched in with the conversation of this show but it's connected in a way and make for great bonus segments so we have a few of those that will be coming up soon oh i'm looking forward to that i do listen to the, the podcast so <laughs> this is like how this whole thing started because jay's got his other podcast this is jay's other podcast but he's got his main one and i'm like Oh, I don't know. The episode is really good. When's the next one going to drop? He's like, you listening to the podcast? I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to the podcast. He's like, you put it out there. He's like, oh, do, do, do you want to talk about nerdy shit? Oh, do I want to talk about nerdy shit? <laughs> that was surprised when you told me. I appreciate it. It meant a lot to me that you listen. And I, I value your, your opinion and your, your thoughts. So I thought it only makes sense for us to, you know, do something together. And you come through a lot. It's hard for a lot of people to do this kind of thing, to have, you know, long form conversations or even to be recorded and stuff like that. So it's not for everybody, which I'm learning and I understand. You're a natural, man. I like our chemistry and I enjoy it. And I look forward to our next conversation. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'll let you end this time. <laughs> oh, I got to do the outro. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, fellow listeners, this has been Jay and Ryan talking about nerdy, nerdy shit about the book of Boba Fett. We'll see you next time on some other horribly nerdy topic. I love it. Peace. (laughs) Later. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about The Book of Boba Fett, Spider-Man No Way Home, 
and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace.